Gather round, my friends, and prepare yourself for a chilling tale from the land of the rising sun. Deep within the heart of Japan lies a story that will send shivers down your spine. The legend of Okiku, the haunted doll. There are variations of this legend, as there often are when they happened a long time ago. The most told version of it, though, starts in Hokkaido, north in Japan, in 1918, at the Taishi Expo in August. Bustling with life, people, and stuff to buy, including dolls. A teenager named Aikichi Suzuki bought a doll for his younger sister, in the Tanakoji shopping street in Sapporo. When the doll caught his eye, Suzuki was visiting Sapporo for a marine expedition. The two-year-old sister grew fond of the doll and became inseparable. Okiko played with it daily, brushing its hair and dressing it in different outfits. The porcelain doll had raven black hair in the kappa hairstyle. The doll was around 40 centimeters tall and dressed in a traditional kimono. Okiko would be inseparable from the doll, carrying it everywhere and sharing a bed. That is, until the little girl grew ill. The little sister died after falling ill the following year after some complications of a severe fever, very likely to be yellow fever or the Spanish flu as it was ravaging the globe during this period. To honor her memory and to guide her spirit into the afterlife, they placed the doll on their family altar, a customary practice in their culture. Little did they know that this innocent act would unleash a series of terrifying events. Strange things started to happen in the house. The porcelain doll seemed to take on a life of its own. It moved by itself. Its eyes would follow people around the room and make strange noises at night. The doll's neatly trimmed shoulder-length hair began to grow. It transformed into a tangled mess of split ends stretching past her waist. The hair became disheveled sporting different colors and an eerie texture. But the true horror began at night when the family started having vivid dreams of Okiku. And when they awoke, they found the doll by their side as if it had come to life during their slumber. As time passed, the supernatural occurrences escalated into a full-blown spiritual infestation. Lights flickered occasionally. Unexplained bangings echoed throughout the house, and eerie voices filled the air. The intensity heightened as the significant dates of Okiku's birth and death approached. The terrified family sought help from the town shamans and spiritual leaders who confirmed their worst fears. Okiku's soul was trapped 
within the doll. Unable to bear the escalating paranormal activity, the family relocated to a different district in 1938. They left Okiku behind, believing that her connection to the daughter's grave fueled her supernatural powers. Desperate to unravel the mystery surrounding the haunted doll, the family entrusted Okiku to the care of the local temple. The priests there had heard countless tales of Okiku's hair-growing abilities. They were both fascinated and intrigued by her supernatural nature. With great anticipation, they accepted the responsibility of caring for the doll. Over time, the priest confirmed the truth of the stories. Okiku's hair did indeed grow, defying all logic and reason. Intrigued by this bizarre phenomenon, they even sent hair samples for scientific examination, which shockingly revealed that the hair was, without a doubt, human. The priest took on the task of regularly trimming Okiku's hair to keep her content. However, the doll's fame spread far and wide as the years passed. With her growing powers, Okiku became bolder, invading the dreams of the priest and visitors alike. Her hair grew faster and wilder, seemingly fueled by the otherworldly force. But that wasn't the most terrifying development. The latest horror that befell those who dared to encounter Okiku was the ghastly claim that her porcelain mouth was slowly opening. Rumors circulated that if you dared to peer inside, you might glimpse something akin to baby teeth sprouting like weeds from her lifeless gums. To this day, Okiku's doll remains a chilling reminder of the power and lingering presence of the supernatural. Locked away in a temple, the doll is treated with utmost respect and reverence. Its hair, said to grow ever so slowly, is carefully trimmed by the temple priests, ensuring that Okiku's spirit remains calm and content. And so, my friends, be cautious as you venture into the unknown realm. The tale of Okiku serves as a stark reminder that even in the seemingly innocent and inanimate, a force beyond our comprehension may lurk, waiting to be unleashed upon those who dare to cross its path. Hey, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. This is the bonus episode, so I want to say an extra special thank you to you because the only way you could be hearing this is if you became a member of the Secret Society. I really had fun researching Okiku, and there's a couple things I wanted to talk about that Possibly as part of the story, maybe, maybe not. And the first thing is the name. So the girl's name has been said to be Okiku and that she named the doll Okiku. So I know that could be kind of confusing. Uh, and there are other claims that her name was not Okiku, only the doll's name was Okiku and the girl's little girl's name was something else. That's not really that important. Um, but the reason why it may be important is that there are two theories of what this doll is. One is that the girl, Okiku, and this is why the name might matter, is was so close and so much a part of the doll, and the doll was so much a part of Okiku 
that when Okiku died, her spirit went into this doll. That is one theory. Another theory is it's just some kind of crazy spirit that's possessing the doll. So that is something else to think about. The other thing is that when she died, I read a version that they wanted to bury the doll with the girl, but the girl was buried so hastily that they didn't have time to bury the doll with the girl. That's why they put her in the altar at the home, and that's why the doll was upset. And that is a possibility that that might be the truth. Not really sure. And finally, the science behind the possible growth of the hair. So it is believed that most of the dolls back in 1908 and during that time would have used human hair. So the science of them doing testing and finding out that the hair was human is not really that uh, like crazy. I mean, it's creepy when we think about it, but that's how a lot of dolls were made back then using human hair. Now, the way the hair would have been put on the doll, the, the hair would have been needled into the scalp and it had a glue. And so the theory is that the glue after time begins to like loosen and the hair starts to come out, which gives this appearance of growth. And since the glue is like doing it at different periods, it's going to look more messy. It won't grow evenly. It would just grow in this mess, rat's nest of a head. Um, and I buy that, you know. I Like I said before, I don't have any uh, fear of possessed toys. I would take Annabelle. Now, Annabelle is a Raggedy Ann doll. Like, it's not the creepy-looking doll from the movies. It's a Raggedy Ann doll, and if you look at it, it's not that scary. I have no fear of that doll. If they were going to let me, like, hang out with it for a night, I would do it. I think it's stupid. Uh, I don't fear that. First of all, I think those demonologists, the Warrens, are frauds. So that's my opinion on that, and that's why I would take their Annabelle. I'm not afraid of that because I don't think it's real. I think they made the whole thing up. Or it is possible that somebody thought this, but I don't think there's any real truth to it being possessed. So, Okiku, I wanted to, it's a story I didn't really know about. I thought I'd share it with you. So once again, I really appreciate you taking the time to become a member of the Secret Society. And if you are not already, join the free Facebook group so we can chat with everybody else about how much fun we're having here. All right, peace. Be sure to follow me on TikTok at James Ippolitti. I'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. The Real Demons of Pop Culture is a Gorilla Delphia production.